0: You're listening to SB Campus Radio. Radio. Neshane
1: Hi and welcome to yet another exciting show from SB Campus Radio on the evening of the Holocaust Memorial here in Israel. A very somber day that remembers all those whom we lost in the holocaust in this show we'll have interesting conversations with one faculty member on his newly published research and gain some insights on the many significant events that will happen in israel in the coming weeks and we also introduce you to some new bands like igayon whose amazing cover of Eric einstein's Aniveta is opening for us the show So stay tuned and we are your presenters, Francisco and uh,
2: Jansi. And of
1: course, on the technical details, we have Buzi Raviv.
3: Hello, hello.
1: Enjoy the show. So we would like to thank our listeners for their great response to our previous show where we had the new president of the Ben-Gurion University of the Negev at our studio. We really enjoyed your loyal participation and listening to all our previous shows and we welcome all our new listeners and urge you to keep it locked to SB Campus Radio for more exciting shows up ahead. Remember, you can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram and even listen to us on Mixcloud. We are, as always, SB Campus Radio. So, hi guys. Hi Francisco. It's amazing to see you guys after a well-deserved Passover Pesach break. Uh, I mean, I'm really interested to know what were you guys up to. This
2: is my first Pesach in Israel.
1: Yeah, Jansi. And
2: My dad he came all the way from India to visit here, and we had a great time in Israel. And uh, he experienced so many things and uh, we visited in Navidad and South Trinath. We had a very long, like kind of it's a big travel, fifteen to seventeen days with my father and uh, it was different experience Uh, actually we i'd never experienced this kind of thing with my dad never before he's a visually handicapped person so i experienced little little things with him first time in my whole lifetime and when he entered into navidad we came very early to the navidad in the morning and he listened the bird's voice and the fountain's um, sounds. And when he climbed, he touched the different uh, types of rocks on the road. And the way he felt that makes me, uh, I, I I had a different experience of experiencing the nature. Wow. It was really, really unforgettable in my life. Mm-hmm. And when we went to uh, Sea, he was just floating. He didn't come out from the sea. I was forcing him, daddy, it's a lady, you need to come out. Right. The way he experienced the things in Israel, it was really, really nice. Even I didn't visit so many places. After with him, I experienced so many places I didn't even know right. Israel has keeping this, all the beauties right. within us. Like, you know, it's in India, it's not possible for us to go south to north within like this short period. But we had a great chance to visit two different kind of, you know, all the nature's is completely desert and then the springs,
1: mm-hmm.
2: f- flowers and it was unspeakable experience it was. Wow.
1: Amazing, Jancy. Yeah. Amazing. We're really glad you had this special time with your dad. And, and I, I met yeah. her dad because okay.
3: Jancy is like a member of our lab. Right. And her dad was coming to sit with us right. and heard what we we're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's like a, a blind. He didn't see us at all, but he was touching us and he was talking about how... He wanted to change the world mm-hmm. and uh, he was a very inspiring person. <laughs> yeah, do your pass dad.
1: our regards to your dad as well. And we hope he had a safe travel back to India. Yeah. yeah. Right. And what about you, Buzi? What were you up to during the Pesach break?
3: Yeah, so I was uh, with my family, my wife and two daughters. We were okay. in the north of Israel, in okay. Ramatagolan. And uh, we had the Pesach uh, miracle because we had snow wow. falling on our heads. Wow. In, Passover it's something so rare Mm -hmm. and it was like we we won the the whole uh, cash box with this (laughs) that's an
1: amazing setup um I personally didn't have a a, an exciting Passover because I had renovations to be done at my house so (laughs) I I think it's also a miracle baby because now we have a better house so in the small things that we are thankful for Pesach, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so exactly. Yes, exactly. Wow. <laughs> I love the holiday. <laughs> yeah, it was really great. <laughs> okay, guys. So, um, in the coming days, uh, Israel will be recognizing some particular events and Abuzi, you had a chance to attend one of the commemoration events today. Uh, tell us a bit more about um, what this period means, especially for um, you as an Israeli and of the being of Jewish descent.
3: Okay, so you have to bear in mind that uh, almost half of the population of Israel, of the Jews in Israel, were coming from Europe and almost everyone who was in Europe has some... the Holocaust has direct effect on its family. In my uh, dad's family, uh, my, uh, my uh, grandmother's parents both killed in the, in the Holocaust events a whole uh, community and from family only my grandmother and her, her big sister left alive and they were running from camp to camp during the war trying to hide trying to be show that they are useful to walk to the nazis so they will keep them alive because if you're not useful for to walk you're dead and then on the other side of the family my dad's parents so uh, 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 my my grandfather, uh, the father of my grandfather, was recruited to war and never came back. And they had to run away him and his mother. So, <laughs> and, and lots of people have stories like that. So for us, it's a very emotional day. And um, now there are hardly any more survivors that can tell the direct stories. So in the memorial day events, they have to. They ha- they're capturing every, every testimony they can get. And today, we had in the campus, we had a, a ceremony. Most of the ceremonies are quite the same, but this one was very different because they uh, gave three uh, four grandchildren of survivors to speak about their stories uh, and about people who were uh, um, rescuing others risking their life to rescue their families. And if it wasn't for these people who rescued their lives by keeping and hiding people, Jews, alive, uh, those grandchildren will never come to life, you know? So it was a very exciting moment for them to share these uh, stories. And actually we recorded that uh, ceremony, so you can all hear it, the full ceremony. Uh, It's called uh, the righteous among neg- nations and it's in our mixed up page you can see it and uh, we uh, cut only one uh, testimony a short testimony that you can hear actually now so right we would uh,
1: love to at this point also uh commemorate this day and um remember this individuals for their lives and for what it means to us now
3: yeah So she's telling about the men who rescued her family, actually, and many, many others. Let's hear it.
4: Hi, everyone. For those who don't know me, my name is Vivian Mao. I'm a PhD student here in the Water Institute. I'm going to talk to you today about Aristides de Souza Mendes. Aristides de Souza Mendes was born in Portugal in 1885. He was married twice, and he had 15 children. He was a consular officer, and his career took him and and his family around the world. He served in places like Zanzibar, Brazil, Spain, the US, and Belgium. In 1938, he was appointed as uh, the consul general of Bordeaux in France, where he served during World War II. In November 1939, the Portuguese government sent a circular to all the consuls in Europe, uh, telling them that special permission was required to grant visas um, to stateless people, Russians, and Jews. This policy made it very difficult for Jews that were trying to flee Nazi Germany and the Nazi occupation. Almost immediately, Sosa Mendes began uh, disrespecting the circular and granting uh, visas on the grounds that this uh, um, directive was inhumane and racist. During the Nazi occupation of France, uh, Sosa Mendes became friends with uh, Rabbi Heim Kruger. You can see them here both together. Heim Kruger uh, was originally from Poland, but was living in Belgium and arrived in France fleeing from Nazi Germany with his wife and five children. Sosa Mendes offered to give him and his family visas uh, to Portugal to be able to flee the war, but the rabbi refused. He said he would only accept uh, if all the Jewish refugees stranded in Bordeaux would also be granted visas. Sousa Mendes was very uh, touched by this and decided to grant visas. He granted more than 30,000 visas to Portugal. Uh, Out of those, 10,000 were to Jewish people. His actions are considered to be perhaps the largest largest rescue mission by a single individual during the Holocaust. Eventually, the Portuguese government found out. Uh, Sousa Mendes was punished. He lost his position as consul and he was forced into retirement. He and his family were also socially banished. Uh, They were commonly seen in Lisbon uh, having their meals in the soup kitchen uh, of the Jewish community. In 1954, um, Sousa Mendes died without any money and his family also suffered very much. But until his last days, he never regretted his decision to save so many people. I'm telling you the story because uh, out of those 10,000 people, uh, that it, of those 10,000 Jews that received visas, three were to my family. Uh, my grandfather, Henry Mao, and his grandparents. Here you can see a visa from, uh, in his passport saying that in 18 of June, uh, 1940, he received a vi- uh, visa to Portugal. And my grandfather was only nine years old at the time. They were Jews from Lithuania, and that they were escaping the war. We're not sure exactly how they arrived to France, but they were lucky enough to have received those visas. With their visas, uh, they arrived in Portugal and eventually boarded a ship to Brazil. And there, uh, they settled. Henry grew up in Brazil, and he got married and had children. Here, you can see uh, him with my father. If it wasn't for our sister Sousa Mendes, me and my family, that we're numerous right now, wouldn't be here today. So it is important for us to remember these people that were responsible for us being here. Thank you.
0: You are listening to SB Campus Radio. Many voices coming out of the Negev Desert.
1: Great. Um, we also sat down with one of the faculty members at the Stable Care campus to just basically discuss some of their research. And uh, we had a chance to talk with Dr. Chris Anush about uh, his recently published research, and, and this is what he had to say. we are the Zuckerberg Institute for Water Research at the Ben-Gurion University of the Negev's Stebukia Campus. Today we interview Dr. Chris Adnosh, who's recently published research paper, Laser-Induced Graphene, uh, PVA Composites as a Robust Electrically Conductive Water Treatment Membrane, uh, was published in the Applied Materials and Surfaces Journal, and has shed more light on graphene nanomaterials. So welcome to the show, Dr. Chris.
5: Thank you very much. Uh, tell us a bit
1: more about yourself and your roles in your department, please.
5: Uh, well, I came to Israel in 2009 as a postdoc researcher at the Weizmann Institute. Mm-hmm. And after uh, that, I joined the department here in 2012 as a researcher. Great. And I do mainly research, but a little bit of teaching too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoy uh, having a group of of, of students to right. to mentor and guide in, in research. I, I get really in, interested and excited about, uh, for example... Uh, predictions in the Bible, which mm-hmm. say that the desert will one day bloom again. Okay, so the same sort of thing that uh, Dave Ben Gurion uh, talked about to right. to really get the desert to bloom. And and of course, what you need for the desert to bloom is is water. So I'm I'm really interested in in both purifying water, but mm-hmm. also, I guess, generating water for for places which don't have so much.
1: So your research on uh, graphene-based nanomaterials. Uh, it adds more emphasis to the applications, basically uh, water treatment. Can you tell us a bit more about graphene and, and then application that you have actually specifically narrowed in in terms of water treatment?
5: Okay, so our department, we really uh, are focused on membranes, which right. are basically in the simplest form is like a, a filter. So okay. water filters, but you can tune these filters to filter out any type of size uh, of of pollutant you want. So um, I'm trying to take these new materials and mm-hmm. apply them to these water filters for water purification. Okay. And so I, I'm using um, this new material called graphene. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's not a new material, but um, it's known for quite a, quite a long time. But uh, there is a new process that we mm-hmm. use now to generate this graphene on surfaces. Okay. So in my lab we have a laser, mm-hmm. and we use this laser and we we kind of burn the the surface of mm-hmm. polymers, mm-hmm. and by doing that we get this electrically conductive, mm-hmm. porous, uh, carbon surface, mm-hmm. and it's full of this graphene material. Okay. So it, it kind of takes on the properties of graphene, and yet we can use it as like a, a filtration okay. kind of. Uh, is this device. what you
1: consider the composite membrane?
5: And so a composite is. You know, you you mix materials Mm -hmm. and you make a composite. So the composites, we we started off by just putting this laser-induced graphene Mm -hmm. on filters. Right. And since it's a carbon material, um, it's very brittle. Right. So in order to strengthen that material, we mixed it with other polymers. Right. And that becomes then a composite.
1: Okay. So the polymer in this case is the uh, PVA. That's right. Okay. Uh, please tell us more about PVA and its uh, unique characteristics that have made the graphene uh, become more stable membrane. Or uh, um, and yeah, your, so
5: mm-hmm. composites in general uh, be, have, are strong materials. Right. Like I guess the simplest people are mm-hmm. are thinking about is maybe concrete. Right. You know, you've got concrete and you've got the the metal inside yeah. reinforced concrete. And the reinforced yeah. concrete is is much much stronger. So it, it's sort of a similar concept. Mm-hmm. You take a, a brittle material, you mix it with a, a polymer, and it right. becomes a very strong material. Okay. So, um, we we coated the the surfaces of, of membranes with this laser induced graphene. Right. And we saw that we could uh, control like the the surface properties with mm-hmm. the laser induced graphene. Mm-hmm. And since graphene is conductive, uh, we can with electricity we can kind of generate even more. Functions on the surface. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, we can kill bacteria exactly. by by putting a little electricity into the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, So that creates like an anti-fouling surface as well.
1: Okay, okay. anti-fouling, if you'd care to explain for the audience, uh, what does it uh, mean? And also you mentioned the fact that this becomes a useful function for water treatment. So please extrapolate on the whole uh, aspect of what graphene or laser-induced graphene has made for water treatment as a field generally.
5: Okay, yeah. So uh, you mentioned fouling, and uh, so fouling on surfaces are it's important mm-hmm. in all sorts of places in society. Like you can think of, you know, you you've got a ship going through the water, right? And after a while, you're going to get these barnacles mm-hmm. forming on the the, the edge of the, the side ship. of the ship, right? And then, of course, the ship can't flow through the water so easily. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like the simplest uh, kind of thing you can think of, in, with fouling, you you get stuff growing on surfaces. So in our department, we are thinking of like water filters, mm-hmm. membranes, mm-hmm. and when you filter things, that surface can also foul. So, um, the pores can get all clogged up, okay. bacteria can start growing, making films on it, mm-hmm. and just like a ship going through water, it becomes very inefficient. Right. A membrane or a water filter also becomes very inefficient when okay. it's fouled.
1: Okay, so are the findings of your research, for example, commercially viable, or what are they going to add more in terms of market dynamics right now?
5: Yeah, so this, this method to produce this graphene is ex- an extremely efficient and mm-hmm. low-cost method to produce, okay. um, I guess, any type of surface you want, mm-hmm. and it brings a new function to the surface as well. So it's not just a surface which separates, but it's you can have added functions. You can put this electricity into it, mm-hmm. and you can get different uh, properties. Mm. So we really feel that this might have a commercial value. So we've 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 patented all the processes, and we're trying to start up a, a company to to get products with okay. it. Yeah.
1: Great. So we really appreciate your time with us, Doctor Chris, and thank you so much for your illustrative interview with uh, with us here. And we look forward to hearing more about the success of, for example, your company and also your uh, your newly discovered membrane. So yeah, thanks think,
5: so much for your interest.
1: Thank you so much. All right. Welcome. A long time ago. Time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. far away, SB Campus Radio.
0: Radio broadcasting Radio. to the universe.
2: Thank you, Chris. It was amazing, Sue. So, and now uh, we are going to discuss about upco- upcoming events that uh, happens, ha- that going to happen in our campus. So, Boozy. Yes. Uh, what are the things that are going to happen?
3: So next week we have the memorial day of uh, soldiers and uh, terror-killed uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm. It's a sad day. It's emotionally very strong day. And we have uh, all kind of uh, ceremonies like we had today and the siren that we stand. Yeah. One in the evening before and one during the day. Then...
2: Independence Day! Independence Day! Woohoo!
3: <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to, to tell you that uh, we were selected to light a torch. Wow. In, name of the, in the name of the radio project, we were selected to light the Independence uh, Day torch. It's a big honor for the project. It's a big honor for us. Wow. We're very proud. And then, after this uh, ceremony ends, we have a party with our resident DJ, DJ Ibex.
2: Ah, DJ Ibex. Yes, yes.
3: The one from International Dinner (laughs) is coming to uh, to give us uh, some good Israeli uh, dance party in the Independence Day Eve.
2: Okay, I'm getting ready now. Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good. And then uh, uh, two weeks later, we have a very uh, tense uh, week. We have uh, the Cedar conference, uh, the student-organized conference of the campus, and they talk about the human perspective. Uh, then we have a visit here in the radio from a lady, uh, Indian lady called Bhavani Rao. Yeah. She's uh, the director of uh, Amachi Labs in Amrita University. Amrita you know that place?
2: Yeah, Amrita University, I know that. Mm. It's from South India.
3: Yes. And she's also the UNESCO Chair in Women's Empowerment and Gender Equality. Mm-hmm. So she might uh, visit. Uh, she she, as she scheduled a visit in the studio and she'll meet here uh, Dr. Shlomit Lear, wow. uh, uh, she, who is our lady of uh, women empowerment and uh, gender equality. Later that week, we also uh, host here Randoron, the mayor of the regional council where we live. Okay. And the board of governors of uh, BGU University, Ben University, is coming to a visit in the campus. Their annual visit in the campus. So it's a quite busy week, mm-hmm. and we'll be there with all the events. Wow! Broadcasting to the universe.
2: Okay, so it, it it's so interesting hearing itself. So I, I couldn't control myself to hear all the events. Oh, it's so excited! Yes,
3: and and this is before our broadcasters uh, planned all their shows and. I'm sure there will be a lot of surprises. Spring is in the air. You can smell the summer. Everything is on the rise. Yeah. So there is a lot to expect. Wow. Okay. So um, uh, Francisco, what's the next thing we're up to? You're holding the script. <laughs> I think earlier on we introduced the Igalon. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But we we just gave listeners a tip of of the iceberg in terms of their music. Uh, we really want to listen to more of this new bands that are coming, and, and and SB Campus Radio is one of the places where we listen to these new bands that are coming. Yeah. So, uh, I, so w- what what did you find out when you dug in deep to your music? So look, <laughs> since
3: we uh, <laughs> yeah. launched our uh, new website, new yeah. beautiful website, sbcampusradio.com, dot com. Uh, many young artists from all over the world are uh, sending us emails and asking us to uh, to play their songs. It's fantastic. I never thought it would happen like uh, so fast, but it happened. So we have uh, Michelle with the band Trampoline from uh, Winnipeg in Canada. She reached us and she, uh, they are an indie rock band. And they just uh, uh, published a concept album called Happy Crimes. You can download it free at uh, Bandcamp. Uh, Look for uh, Trampoline Sounds in Bandcamp. And the album is called Happy Crimes. It's a rock, this is what they write about it. It's a rock musical that explores the imaginings and feelings of a man anticipating the apocalypse amidst the tensions of his nightmares and personal traumas. And we will listen to a song now from this album. The song is called Emily's tea party, are you ready?
0: Yes!
3: Trampoline, <laughs> yes! transcended me Wow what a nice song from trampoline this was Emily's tea party did you like it Jancy?
2: I- I'm speechless
3: <laughs> Yeah, and you will be even more speechless <laughs> when you see the video because the video is a, it's, a, it's really cool so wow. look at it on uh, YouTube uh, trampoline Emily's tea party from the album happy crimes and happy crimes. happy crimes. And if you want to uh, send us more uh, songs from wherever you are—China, Antarctica, India, Denmark, wherever you are—send us. We'll give you a real chance. We are not <laughs> snobs. We'll give you a chance. We'll listen to it carefully and we'll uh, play it eventually. Uh, the next song, and that the song that will conclude our show, is from the band that opened the show. The band that is called in Hebrew Igayon. And in English, they called Phenomenal.
2: Phenomenal.
3: Phenomenal.
2: Phenomenal.
3: Yeah. Okay. They're an Israeli band, even though they sing uh, the next song is in English. It's called My Mind. Mm.
1: I really liked the, also their cover of uh, the Eric mm. yeah. Einstein yeah, song. Yeah, it was so really special, yeah, huh? It was really special. I, mm. I, I loved the original as well, but... When we listened to the band today, we also noticed they had a cover, so we just had to put them back in. We, we had to do yeah. this uh, cycle. Yeah. Right.
3: So now we're going to hear My Mind, and with that, we will uh, say goodbye. We might jump over at the end of the song to say goodbye. And uh, uh, so we just remind you: Igayon, Phenomenal, My Mind, Enjoy.
1: So that's it, folks, for our show today. Thank you for always listening in and tuning in from wherever you are. As usual, we appreciate all your feedback, comments. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, SP Campus Radio. Also, check out our website, spcampusradio.com, and give us, obviously, a thumbs up every time you listen to us on Mixcloud. We've been your presenters, Francisco. Dancy. And Boozy hey goodbye signing out see you in two weeks time
0: Hi, my name is Chaim Haymes. I'm the director of ben University of the Negev, and you are listening to SB Radio, coming from Stebokil.